three, two, one. From Rapid City, South Dakota, and the Hard Rocker Podcast Network. Focusing on stories on and off the playing surface. This is the Hard Rocker Hub. Josh Van Valkenberg Gernert, welcome into another edition of the Hard Rocker Huddle. Today's guest is member of the women's cross country and track and field teams, Claire Fisher. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh, just kind of getting started, um, you grew up in New Ulm, Minnesota. What was it like growing up there? What was your family life like? So New Ulm, Minnesota was a fantastic place to grow up. We moved there my seventh grade year, so I've only lived there for about half my life, but it's a bigger area, but it feels like a small town, and so I really appreciated the German culture of the area and all the opportunities that were offered to me there. Um, Do you have any siblings? Did you grow up with any siblings or anything? So I have four younger siblings. Okay. I'm the oldest. I have three younger sisters and one younger brother. So. Okay. What was it like growing up as kind of the the older sibling? I kind of needed to be like the responsible one, but also to lead by example in a lot of ways. And then definitely everything was shared and your siblings just follow in your footsteps all the time. What's the age difference between you? Are they are they in college age yet? Or are they all still younger? I have two siblings in high school and then one in middle school and one still in elementary. So you're starting to recruit the older ones here yet or not not to that point yet? This this, this school is, is a niche school and I don't think that it would necessarily fit within their interests. Sure. But not engineers, huh? <laughs> Not so much. Okay. What, what, uh, growing up, what sports were you involved in? Was it just cross country and track, or did you kind of play some other things too? So in middle school, I played basketball for one year and golf for two years. And then I found that those sports were not for me. And so I joined cross country my freshman year of high school. And then after a good cross season and I decided to join track and I haven't stopped running those sports since. Sure. You were always a distance runner I assume or did you try some other stuff when you were doing track? Correct. I've always been in distance. In high school I ran the 1600 and the 3200 and then sometimes a shorter event if they needed me for something like the 4x4 relay and then in cross country it was always the 5k. Sure. Um What kind of success did you have as an individual and maybe team as well at New Ulm? So I actually never got to compete for my own high school in New Ulm, unfortunately. I was part of two co-ops, so I was always commuting 15 minutes to a different school. In cross country, I ran for Sleepy Eye St. Mary's in the next town over. And then for track, I drove out of town to Minnesota Valley Lutheran to compete on their team. And within cross country, our team was very small, but as an individual, I was able to set the school record in the 5K there at 19.30. And within my cross country seasons, I also 
I won sections my junior and senior year. I won conference my senior year. And I qualified for state for three years also. I finished my senior year with 25th in my class of state. And then within track, I typically ran the 1600 and the 3200. I usually had more success in the 3200. I set the school record in the 3200 as well at 11 minutes and 48 seconds. And I never qualified for state in track because our section was very good. Okay. But as a team, we accomplished a lot also. My freshman year, we won conference and qualified for the true team state meet. And that was a really good experience also. Sure. What were, what were some of your, I guess, favorite memories from high school competitions or just in general, whether it's on the track or out and from those years? <laughs> that is a good question. I think one of the things that I love the most about running and just my sport is how down to earth all of your teammates are. You know, you go and you get through this hard workout together and it's a continuous effort. You don't necessarily get to take breaks. And so I have a lot of memories of us going on long runs together and, you know, cutting the route to run across railroad tracks where there wasn't a crossing or running on the side of the highway and getting talked to by the coaches later. Uh, I loved playing ultimate frisbee after our practices. And I just have a lot of good memories of a number of really random things. I guess one of our one of my teammates from cross country one year decided we needed a team mascot and found a, a dead pheasant that we carried around for a little bit. The coach kind of freaked out about that one, but it was it was a really enjoyable community and culture to be a part of. As a team within cross country, we weren't super competitive, but we got along really well, and I really loved running because of being a part of that community. Sure. Uh, when did it start to hit you that running in college might be an option, or was it something you were interested in? When did that kind of all start to develop? So initially I was pretty convinced that I would never run in college because I didn't feel like I had the necessary talent and skill to compete at the collegiate level. But my my junior year and more my so my senior year I got a couple coaches that reached out to me and said, "Hey, would you consider running in college?" Um, and I guess that just sparked the question in my head of, well, you know, maybe, maybe this could be me. Like, I should look into this. So at that point, I had my number one and number two options for colleges kind of picked out. And so I reached out to those coaches and just said, what would be the potential of me joining your team? And I came on those college visits and met with them, and ultimately... I decided to come and run here for South Dakota Mines after meeting with Coach Johnson. Okay. What were what was the other school that you were maybe interested in, and then what was kind of the what went into the decision that made you decide 
South Dakota Mines was the right place for you. I was also looking at you, Mary, as a potential option. But when it came down to the strength of the engineering program, theirs was just getting off the ground, and the program at Mines was far more established. And ultimately, I wanted to be part of of a school and a program that was going to set me up for a lifelong career of success. And I really found that here within my campus tour, especially walking through the different labs that we have within the civil engineering department. And they, they were messy. Like students were working and doing things. Like they were, there's kind of concrete everywhere. It was dusty. There's projects that were halfway built. And I could just tell that that kind of hands-on learning environment was something that I really wanted to be a part of, especially coming and touring out in South Dakota during the midst of like the COVID pandemic in Minnesota. It's like this is going to be the place to learn to learn engineering hands-on and to never have to worry about trying to learn engineering online. Sure. So you were a senior during the COVID kind of year. More so a junior. I did all my college visits my junior year. Gotcha. So, came and visited. Did that affect your um, your seasons at all in cross and track? Yes. So, it was very interesting what Minnesota decided to do with COVID regarding those meets. So, my sophomore year track season was completely canceled, and then my junior year cross season we weren't allowed to have more than three teams at a meet so I didn't get to race against my usual competition because it was basically the same local teams at every meet and then they also didn't have an official conference meet it was the average of three meets so that year I lost conference but won sections because of that And the sections race was unique because they upped it to four teams per meet. So they ran, I think, four separate races on the same course. So we showed up to run at 11, and then afterwards I had to go back to school. And I had known that I had won my respective race, but I didn't know that I had won the section until about four that afternoon. Because you were all racing individually. Yes. That's really bizarre. There was different teams that were just showing up and then leaving so that they would never come in contact with yeah, each other. Yeah, that's strange. Which is, for an outdoor sport, it's very interesting. Yeah. And then that year the state meet was also canceled for cross country, but the Twin Cities Running Company decided to have a cross-country showcase meet in which they invited all of the runners who would have qualified for the state meet but since it was like a club meet they were allowed to host it sure so i did get to run in that which was good for me as well and then after that my track season my junior year we weren't allowed to have indoor meets but other than that it was unaffected sure and then senior year pretty much went back to normal yes senior year was so to speak senior year was very normal especially being from the more rural side of minnesota sure that helped i didn't mean to cut you off you were i think you were going to talk about your visits during COVID and how Mm -hmm. they were affected as well yeah so i really appreciated that 
coming out to both North Dakota and South Dakota and looking at colleges, I never really even considered schools in Minnesota just because of looking during the COVID-19 pandemic. And ultimately, I think that that was the right choice for me because I really do love South Dakota mines and I love the civil engineering program. I love being a part of athletics. I love the area within the Black Hills and the Badlands and all the experiences that has given to me, and I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. Sure. New Ulm's a little smaller, right? Southern, kind of mm-hmm. by Mankato. Is that... Correct. It's a town of about 15,000. Sure. So was that an adjustment coming to Rapid City? I know Rapid City is kind of bigger, but it's not like big, big like Minneapolis mm-hmm. would be. Yes, yeah, so that was definitely something that I was a little bit concerned about with the area, but... For the most part, even though Rapid City is a lot bigger than New Ulm and also quite a bit bigger than Mankato, it is spread out enough that it doesn't feel as big as it is, which I appreciate. I've driven through the Twin Cities a couple times, and I don't think I could ever deal with that for driving. Yeah, the traffic alone is pretty uh, insufferable being from the Twin Cities. and yeah, it's, I definitely don't miss the traffic, that's for sure. But yeah, Rapid's kind of interesting because it's like, it feels small, but it's really not. It has everything you need, and so it's kind of like the perfect, I guess, best of both worlds. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Um, Then you mentioned your civil engineering, right? Correct. What was it about civil that kind of stood out to you, and did you know that you, have you known for a while that you wanted to do civil engineering? Yes, so when I was kind of considering engineering, I knew that I wanted to do something that was really hands-on, and um, about the same time that I'm considering engineering, I have my high school job, which was being a certified nurse's aide in a nursing home, and so I was getting these constant comments from family and coworkers of, oh, where are you going to school for nursing, and I was like, well... I'm not going to go to school for nursing. I'm going to go to school for engineering. And I think that I really did like that high school job a lot. I just didn't feel like it was something I wanted to do for the rest of my life. But one of the main reasons that I liked it was because of the opportunity to take care of people and to make a difference. And for me, civil engineering has that more than any other branch of engineering would because We are the ones out there who are designing the new buildings, the new structures, the new transportation methods. We're remediating environmental issues. We're really active in our communities to make those differences. And I think that that's something that's really cool is that you get to be part of a process that designs something and then implements it. And then you also get to see the people who you're directly benefiting from that. Yeah, um, when you first got here, I'm, I'm assuming you were pretty successful in the classroom in high school, too, but I know coming here, the classes are a little more grueling, everything's a little tougher, especially being an athlete along with it. What was that kind of transition like for you to kind of figure out, I guess, your time management and just how to thrive in both sport and in the classroom? For sure. So 
I feel like the transition was probably a little bit easier for me than it would be for most students because I was very overcommitted in high school. Um, I would take, I think my senior year of high school, I took five high school classes, two of them being dual credit, and then two online college courses. And then I was also actively part of cross country and the school play at the same time and was working part-time. So I feel like the transition to School of Mines, it was actually easier for me, at least that first semester, than what I'd had in high school. But the classes definitely did cover a lot of material, and they covered it at a lot faster of a pace than high school classes do. And so it was really good to find other students who were in my same classes and to establish those connections for group projects and for studying together and for working on our same assignments and I really do think that this school you definitely need other people to help you through especially if you're an athlete and you're gone for meets and someone can send you the notes or help you through a homework assignment because you missed the class lecture and just need a little bit of extra time and attention in order to process that material. And then it just changes week to week, too. There's obviously a lot of differences in when assignments are due, when tests come up. And so with being in athletics, I've found that it just really helps to be on top of everything as much as possible. Um, you mentioned earlier that when you got here, you were kind of meeting with Coach Johnson. Um, what was it like to, you know, get recruited and everything by Coach Johnson and then decide you were coming here and then obviously Coach Steven? There had been a coaching change in between that time. What was it like, I guess, getting to know a new coach? Mm -hmm. So I only did one recruiting visit and met Coach Johnson in person during that visit my junior year. And then my senior year, I went to one of the indoor track meets in Brookings at SDSU that South Dakota Mines was competing at. And so I got to meet with Coach Johnson again during that. And I definitely felt like as a coach that he had a really good, like, calm and methodical approach to coaching. And I appreciated that. And then about a week after that meet, he scheduled an online Zoom meeting with me and told me that he had accepted a different position and was going to be leaving and passed my information on to the assistant coach at the time, Coach Hackinson. And so definitely if I had any questions, I still had someone to go between. And the transition was pretty smooth where once Coach Stevens was hired, then I, he had all my information and went on from there. I feel like the transition was a lot easier for me than it would have been for anyone who had been coached by Coach Johnson because I was going to transition from high school coaches to a co new collegiate coach anyways, and so it didn't make a huge difference which coach that that was. And even in high school, being part of two different co-ops I had a different track coach and a different cross-country coach because it wasn't through the same school where that coach is the same coach like most people would have.
But having met Coach Stevens, I definitely really appreciated his coaching style as well with having a good process and taking the necessary steps to prepare for competitions. And also, he is very good about ensuring that we don't get injured and aren't overtrained, which I've had a history of injury in the past. So that has been very beneficial as well. And I think that Coach Stevens is really easy to work with. If you bring him a concern about training, he will sit down and talk to you about it and come up with a solution that works well. And I really appreciate that. Sure. And then when you came in as a freshman, you kind of immediately made an impact. You were one of the most successful runners on the cross-country team for sure your freshman year. And now, I mean, you guys are making all this progress as a team. What has it kind of been like for you to be a part of that? I think it's something that's really cool to be a part of. Initially, coming onto the team and being the fastest runner on the team as a freshman, I was kind of disappointed because, in a way, I wanted to not have that position anymore. I'd been the fastest on my team since sophomore year of high school for both teams. And I wanted to, to come in and to have other runners who I needed to compete with on my own team. And I definitely get that in every workout that we run because I'm not as good at the short interval training. But I do think that I've grown to really like being in that position of leadership in a way because I think it's it's something that I can do to be really impactful. And I think it's really cool to be part of a program that is making such great leaps and bounds. Last year in track, we had we had many runners who were making that top 10 list. So our I believe we have currently on our current cross country team, we have five runners who are the top 10 fastest outdoor 5Ks that the School of Mines has seen. And I think that is really cool progress. Our last meet up at Billings, we had, I broke the school record in the 6K. And then we also had two other athletes who finished faster than the previous 6K record. And so to have that kind of progress on the team is phenomenal for the program. And then looking also at our success at the RMAC meet this past weekend, the girls team finished 10th and we haven't finished 10th since 2016. And so it's a lot, really cool to to see that progress and to also be kind of a, on the front lines of of encouraging teammates and trying to set a a high bar but also a very manageable bar and bring our entire group of girls along to accomplish those goals. Sure. Um, you have a couple of races left of the cross-country season. I know you probably won't compete at Heart Ranch, but there's a home home meet coming up this this weekend. Saturday right now might get moved. I know the weather's looking pretty, pretty rough. Um, and then regionals, what are you kind of looking for, you know, for improvement from yourself going into, I guess, regionals? So regionals is a very exciting race because the competition at that race is 
at a very high level. We are going to be competing against all of the Colorado teams that train and compete at elevation and competing against many nationally ranked teams and many nationally ranked individual runners. And I think it's a very good field to just kind of go out and to see what you're capable of, to be to be pulled along in the race by the pack and then to to hold your ground and to make those changes at the end of the race where it counts to move up a few spots and to compete with a, a faster time. I think I haven't been to the course that we'll be competing on in Texas, but I've heard that it is a flat, fast course, and so I'm excited to get out there in the competition field and to see what we can do as a team. Is that is that good for you, you think, a flat, fat, flat fast course, or is that something that's going to be a little bit of an adjustment? I know you're, you're obviously in the hills here, and then mm-hmm. Denver is usually high elevation. It depends. Every cross-country meet is different, and so when we raced in Wyoming, that meet was pretty hilly. The Griot course was obviously a little bit lower elevation than here, but that meet was very hilly as well. Billings was a flat, fast course, and we obviously had a lot of team success there, and that was exciting. And then going up to Denver, that course is mostly flat, And it was pretty fast, too, but you just have that elevation component, and it's also hard when the race packs up and you're just surrounded by a lot of competition to move through the race effectively. And so I do think that... I think that I like a little bit of variation in a course, but some of those bigger hills are always nice to avoid. What do you think the next steps are for either you as an individual or you guys as a team are to end the season and then, you know, going into next year? I definitely think that our our last season, my freshman year of cross country, was mainly a a building year, especially with a new coach coming in. We kind of took that time to just focus on building a really good team culture and a team community. And then we had a lot of our runners training those longer distance events in the track season in preparation for this cross season. We put in a lot of work over summer training and we came in this season and I feel like we have shocked the coaches and the athletic staff and just the program as a whole with how much success we've had. And so I think that I think that keeping that up and taking our team to the next level to really make a place for ourselves within the RMAC is something that we would want to continue doing. And so that would involve finishing off this last region's meet as a success for the team and then training effectively through indoor and outdoor track to just keep improving ourselves physically and mentally and then going into summer training putting in the work there and then coming in for another great cross-country season next fall sure we already talked a little bit about your civil engineering stuff do you have any idea at this point what you might want to do with it when you graduate 
I'm not entirely sure yet, but I'm mainly considering design work with being part of the the drafting of those projects and then all of the design meetings and contracts that come along with awarding those projects to contractors. And so I could potentially see myself working for a consulting firm or I could also see myself working for a small city sure. on their specific projects. I also haven't completely zoned in on which emphasis of civil engineering I'm most likely to want to be a part of. I know that the environmental side of civil engineering is not as much for me, but I haven't decided whether I want to be more focused on aviation or transportation or structural. I'm hoping that taking some of the knowledge from my internship last summer and future internships will help me to make those choices. What was your internship last summer? So last summer I was an aviation engineering intern. I worked up at Mead and Hunt, which is an aviation consulting company for civil engineering. And I did a lot of field reporting and a little bit of design on some projects that they had going on up at the Hector International Airport in Fargo. Okay, that's pretty cool. So it was a really good experience to get out into the field in a hands-on way and to just get excited about my degree and the program and what I have to look forward to after graduation. Sure. Do you have anything lined up for this upcoming summer yet, or are you still kind of working it out? I have a couple options, but I haven't, I haven't set anything in stone yet. I'm hoping for a transportation internship to study more of the roadways, potentially some like small bridges and culverts and those kind of aspects of design. I think it'll be similar to what I experienced within the aviation, but also different enough that I'll be able to try something new. Sure, sure. Um, if you have, like, what's one good story or one funny story or moment that you've had since you got to South Dakota Mines? That's a good question. It's hard to pick, like, just one to share, but I would probably have to say, like, I really love some of the school traditions that we have here when it comes to, like, the beanie raids and singing, like, the school songs, um, whitewashing on M Hill. Trying to explain those to people who have never heard of them before, is it's just seeing their reactions is fantastic, especially to family members and friends back home. Because I definitely think that this school gives off a very different experience than what you get in a lot of other places. It's It can be a little bit quirky at times, sure. but I appreciate the uniqueness. Um, just last question. What would you tell somebody who was a, like a senior in high school and was considering South Dakota Mines as one of their options? I would say that this school is a fantastic community for learning about engineering 
and studying any of those fields. I really appreciate all the professors here and how they are open and available for questions and you get to know them on an individual basis, which is very nice. And I appreciate how hands-on and involved you can get within different clubs and within like other activities on campus as well. Obviously I haven't personally had that experience because sports takes up so much of my time, but I do think that there's a lot of ways that you can find your individual home at South Dakota Mines, and I really appreciate that about this school. All right, thank you so much for joining me today, Claire. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Josh Van Valkenberg Gernert. This has been the Hard Rocker Huddle, signing off. Thank you for listening to the Hard Rocker Huddle with host Josh Van Valkenberg Gernert. Follow on Apple and Spotify.